I was totally in the Highlander Club. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, you know, every youth conference, I felt shamed because everybody yeah. was told, you know, if you're in the Highlander Club, stand up. And I'd be the only one in my team group that was <laughs> sitting. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to Texas, going to Texas. College. <laughs> and it was because I am not a morning person. I hate mornings. We mornings just are the do worst. not get along. <laughs> Three like, I coffee. see your coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're getting ready uh, for tomorrow morning. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, funny, no. just, so, just to interject, it's funny that you say Texas because I remember, not remember, but two, maybe three of the guys that um, were members of the church in Morley when I was there that were teenagers back probably a little bit before I would have been going off to college, but they went to Texas. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, Jeff Hayden. And I feel like Tim McCammon might have gone well, gone as well. Anyways, whatever. But it's just funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I needed that structure, and I knew that Texas Baptist did that. I mean, they're very strict with what time you get up and what <laughs> time you do your devotions, <laughs> and you had to write it down on a little piece of paper or something. Oh my God, yeah. Um, but anyway, no, all the way up until my senior year, and um. You know, the tour groups would come to our church every year. I loved hearing them. We yeah. would host them at our house. Yeah. And um, but my senior year, things kind of blew up with Texas Baptist. Um, do you remember the Marcos? Um, oh, that name sounds really familiar. Doug Marco was an evangelist. Oh, yeah. Didn't we go to school with a Marco real slick back yeah. hair kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember him, yeah. I guess. I don't feel like I remember his parents, though. His, yeah. But his isn't Doug had... Jr.? Doug Jr. We went to college. Went to school with. Yeah, yeah, okay. That means about um, them. And Jennifer too. His younger okay. Sister. Um, but no, they they were kind of. Clearly, awful. I'm conditioned to remember men and not women. <laughs> this is awful. Except for my buddy Brian. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. So terrible. Um, that is so true. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they they would come to our church every year for a revival, and we okay. just loved them. Yeah. And um, they were based out of. Texas out of um, gotcha they were an evangelist out of the church yeah um, Grace Church Longview Baptist Temple and he land blasted them all over the nation calling pastors telling them I don't even remember what happened so it was but so he had a falling out with Bob Gray senior he did and it really hurt his reputation oh there yeah was, that'll kill you in the IFB exactly yep yeah you do anything that crosses a pastor especially a um, big one like that yeah, and I, I don't even think there was anything at fault on his part, you know, but probably not. Doesn't matter, you know, well, his, his when, name when, distracted the mud. Yep. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be associated with a college that does that. Right. So I went to Hiles Anderson. <laughs> Who does the same thing, just wasn't as publicized at the time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's so, yeah, I, I signed up for the last year of um, the Highlander Club. Oh, you got in the Highlander Club. Club. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. You did get that. Yep. Yeah. Here's another funny $100 story. I had some deal with Pete Cowling, of all people. Uh, and when I got when I got there, uh, he gave me, he gave me a hundred dollars. I remember him giving me a hundred dollar bill. Like that was part of his deal. Yeah. Skin Flint Pete. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I remember him giving me a hundred dollars. I don't know what I did with that hundred dollar bill, but I'm sure it fed me some food because I was hungry. Um, but yeah, I remember him giving, like, that was part of the, like, that wasn't like, oh, you came, here's a hundred bucks. It was like a year ahead of time. He had told me, I'm going to give you this if you come to House Anderson College. Okay. Phil Sally also promised me a job, but that never happened. <laughs> please, please continue. 
I got a job, but it had nothing to do with Phil. He just showed oh, me up to a miracle. He was he was good at talking. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was great at it. He's a salesman. That's all he was. Yeah. 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 The jobs well, he, he was would tell. That were all available for everybody to take, and then you get there, and, and all of a like, sudden it wasn't there. It was smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and for the girls it was even worse. Oh, because all you had was a miracle on on campus, right? That was pretty much it. Yeah. Yep. Until a little bit later, they kind of got a little more relaxed. Relaxed. They had to. They oh. needed the money. <laughs> you got to pay the bills. Now, okay, I got to ask you this. So, and 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 I know you have more to say, and I don't want to interrupt your, you know, getting to college and 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 all that. Did you work at Americall? No. Okay, you didn't work at Americall, but I'm sure you had f close friends that worked at Americall. Yes. So if you don't know the answer, this is off. The, guys, I'm just going to say this to the audience right now. This I didn't write this down. She doesn't know. This is an, an unprepped question, so she may not know the answer. That's okay. Do you know whether or not the girls' checks had to run through the college first before they could get paid? Do you remember that being a thing, or is that doesn't really ring a bell? Doesn't look like it rings a bell. That was <laughs> not anything. I, I don't know. Deal with it, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I remember them having to not only their check. I feel like their checks got routed legitimate, like legit, straight through to tuition and then tithe, and then they got to keep what came after it that. Probably did. I could be incorrect, but I need to find out. You know. I need to figure out what's yeah. what on that, if that's legitimate or not. I worked in the yearbook office and okay. I was paid. I can't remember what they called it, but. You worked in the yearbook office from the get-go, right? What year did you get there? I got there in 03. Okay. And so you were. I did not start working work scholarship. Um, I, my parents were like, you know what? We want you to just study, work hard. Get oh, that's there. why you grimaced. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but during the freshman classes, um, you know, you didn't have any classes on Mondays. Yep. Which was nice, but oh, that's great. Bored. I was so bored. <laughs> For the first couple months, I'm like, I need something. Right. Yeah. To do. <laughs> and um, so I remember going down to, I think it was Kevin Cowling was over yeah. scholarship, and so mm -hmm. I went to his office and I'm like, Look, man, I'm a quick learner. I will do anything. Please I just bored out of my mind. <laughs> And somebody had just gotten kicked out and he was uh, yearbook staff. So he's like, how good are you with, with computers and uh, stuff like that? I'm like, I'll learn. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I worked from, uh, from then on at the yearbook office. Yeah, because I, uh, I have the 04 yearbook. I wish I had, I had all my yearbooks. I don't know what happened to them, which really bums oh. me out. Yeah, but I had my 04 yearbook and um, you're in there, you're in the back. I mean, you're in there other places. But you're in the you're in the back as part of the staff. I think maybe um, which one which one was it Kevin or Keith that's at the Keith right? Keith. Kevin is in uh, Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Keith, me and Keith had it out. <laughs> that's a whole other story. But um, I think Berkowitz took over right after him, or not well, no, no, Brian Berkowitz was the office oh, manager. Um, I got you. Kevin Keith was Kevin, over. Keith was over. Over Brian. Like, all of it. Um, gotcha. He was the boss boss. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a cowling. That's how it works. So, <laughs> that's just what it is. Uh, uh, so you, you're getting, so the choice, that is interesting though, that like it was take, TBC all the way up until your senior year and like, you know what, because of this Marco situation, I'm going to go to Hiles Anderson. That's interesting. Oh, well, that's, yeah. 
too, um, you know, from from the get go of talking about college and whatnot, yeah. our pastor was always like, you know, when you're a senior, you need to have counseling session with your pastor and, yes. you know, really get God's will for your life, you know, all set and ready to go. And so senior year, I'm like, okay, Pastor Dye, you know, where, where's my, my counseling session? Right. And he's like, well, I can't tell you where to go to college. <laughs> it's between you and God. I'm like, okay. I just play basketball. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it really was left up to me. Um, That's good though. To me, that shows, I don't know, you know, what, you know, where he would land on things like mental health and stuff like that, but that shows some actual like leadership. Like, Hey, I, while it seems to, might seem to some like, this is my opinion, obviously, but while it might seem to sound like he's just saying like, oh, I don't know, you figure it out. That's also him not being incredibly overbearing, which was an easy thing for every pastor to do, you uh, know, tell you how to live your life. When I was a youth pastor, I was telling kids, well, you can't date him. You can't date I remember bringing poor Austin Corporal. It's hilarious because Austin ended up marrying Caitlin. These are two kids the the youth group I was in, but I remember bringing him in. I could be wrong, but I'm 99% sure I brought him into the parsonage to chew him out for like wanting to be with Caitlin. And then he ended up marrying her, which is, I think a beautiful thing. I think it's great. Um, it's hilarious, but like, yeah, the, the, the pastors have such autonomy and such rule over your life, your life that I like hearing stories where the pastor's like, no, that's your call. It's Absolutely. pretty unheard of actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there was, there was, a little so bit some direction there. um yeah you know he was he was good about giving people the reins to their life on that front but on the yeah. on the flip side of that you know <laughs> he would teach you should be doing more for god every single right. year and if you were doing less you were made to feel like you're not a good Christian, less of a person you're backsliding that kind of thing so you yeah. would very easily get burned out yeah. Um, if, if you continue down that path, but, yeah. um, I am grateful that, you know, he, he was not pressuring me into going to one place. That's awesome. Um, so it was my, it was my decision to go. To <laughs> <laughs> you did it to yourself. That's hilarious. So you were there from Oh three to 07 then, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I always, and I always like to hear different perspectives because no one, even though we all, we're at the same place around the same time. No one has the exact same perspective on everything. Um, yeah. You did work in the bus ministry for a time. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was right from the get go too. Yeah. Opening well, they get day. you. Enjoy my bus route. Yeah. Piranhas. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about your opening day, but for mine, apparently, you know, they had those little meetings beforehand where yes. all the upperclassmen are like, okay, you need to get yourself a, a lady worker, a male worker. You get yourself get them all hyped up. get them on the bus. Yes. Yes. And, uh, so that's what happened. You know, yep. opening day, I'm, I'm overwhelmed because I graduated with three other people. I graduated I mean, with, it was me and one other person. So like, I was able to always say, Hey, 50% of my class came to my college. I said it all the time. It sounded so great. But oh, it was just me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, I graduated with, with other people, but they all kind of bailed on me. And um, so I was by myself. Of course, I knew people that were going right. there, freshmen, you know, from camps and it's whatnot. It's still scary. But it is. It's terrifying. It's scary. And, and this was my first time being away from home. And yeah. And the, the big thing is that this is not just like people look at it and say, okay, it's college, but you got to understand people like me and you and many others, like, while we went to youth conference and while we did these other things, we were always part of a group 
and mm -hmm. we were never on our own. Yeah. And this whole big new brand new away from home for more than one night, like that's a big, like that sounds crazy for you to be 18 and that to be your life or 17 or whatever, like between 17 to 20 years old, you should have already been out of the house a lot. We weren't allowed to. Yeah. And now all of a sudden our parents are like, no, you go live in this room with these five other people you've never met. And every, you know, weekend you go, I'm not saying anything against our parents, just like our leadership was saying, and you know, on the weekends you go into Chicago, it doesn't matter how cold it is. You need to be out there for several uh -huh. hours. And anyways, I know that's a whole nother thing, <laughs> but, but it's just crazy that we go from being so sheltered to mm -hmm. while we're still in a sheltered environment, it's completely different. And it's, that's very scary. I remember, uh, uh, I remember definitely opening day being very scary and absolutely crying myself to sleep the first few nights. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, oh God, that was awful. But yeah, yeah, yeah opening day is, was, was a nightmare. And so you were quickly, not quickly, but you were, no, yeah, you were quickly accosted by someone to get you into, onto their bus route, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. Yeah. They were um, they were Filipino twins, and they were sweetest people. Sure. Um, I, I'm still friends with them on Facebook. That's today, awesome. So, but uh, yeah, they were they were seniors, and so they were looking okay. for someone to replace. Race place them, yeah. You know, they were very helpful at getting me my room. Oh and, yeah, I know, forgot about that. Yeah. Comfortable. And, yeah. Um, hey, do you have anywhere to be on Sunday? And you know, just that. <laughs> slip it right in there yeah yeah Let now that i've done all this you. stuff for you yeah. yeah yeah and i was you know just overwhelmed by the whole experience from the get-go so i'm like sure i'll go with you you know why not it's, it's all over um, that's all she wrote <laughs> did you join that bus route is that the bus I, route you did? yeah i did yes yep. um it was division one when i first got there okay. and it division one was huge because john francis was over the entire okay. college bus ministry, but he was also division one leader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, Chris Adelmeyer was my bus captain. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the meeting itself was so intoxicating. It's just like, yeah. wow, this is so much different than my Saturday meetings. Oh, you know, right. Yeah. Electric. Five or 10 people showing up at the church. Yeah. Um, and we would only be out for just a couple hours. You yeah. Know, so that's what I was thinking for for Saturday zoning and bus route, but oh no, I was so nope. wrong. <laughs> Could have been more wrong. Just the just the drive there with the ladies riding the bus, it took almost an hour to get there. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we were on kind of the north end of Chicago. Okay, yeah. Um, that's right. But yeah, it, you know, it was, it was fun. It was exciting, and then just they they knew how to make your heartstrings just. Oh yeah. You know, it, it was that emotion. It was that, mm -hmm. man, I really, I need to be here. This is awesome. I'm a part of something yeah. big. Yep. And uh, so I gave it the whole weekend. I, I was there Saturday. I was there Sunday. And by Sunday I was like, yep, this is, this is where it. I belong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's such a scam. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember that well how charles osgo was my bus captain i don't remember how exactly what he did but like charles had that kind of um uh, he had a quality about him that was very like he was very stoic he didn't talk a lot he was very reserved but like he made you and i'm not saying everybody probably all the bus captains were like this i don't know everyone was a carbon copy of john francis or ricky torres or someone and 
I don't not like Charles, but he was such an oxymoron. Like he did such a great job at times of making you feel like, man, I, like I have no, I was going through an old box the other day when I was watching Jack's cop sermons <laughs> and that's what actually got me there. Uh, and I was going through an old box and uh, I found notes from Charles and they were handwritten just like, you know, Ray Young told him to, they were handwritten and they were very, you know, kind and like, Hey, I really appreciate. And this was the same guy that every Sunday night would stand up on night bus and yell my name in front of all these other comrades of mine in the ministry and tell me what a sorry sack of crap I was because I didn't bring, and I never brought, I was terrible at the bus ministry. I didn't bring visitors. I could get souls saved because that's a lie. <laughs> like one, two, three, pray with me. Like, yeah, yeah that's easy. Yeah. That's so easy. Like, and I know it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. I laugh about it, but not everyone's going to laugh with me. And that's okay. But like bringing new people, I didn't do it. I tried. I tried so hard. Yeah, I, I wasn't it good at it. I wasn't good. So I would get ripped consistently for, for not performing, but then I get a letter the next day or later on that week about his appreciation for me being there during the big day. And I'm like, well, but you hated me last night. I don't understand. So anyways, wow. but I do remember him being very, like, uh, very helpful, very kind, um, you know, helping me get in, uh, get involved uh, with the bus ministry. But I was with him for about three years. And it was, it's funny talking about Hal Anderson because we didn't live that far away. We lived when I growing up, um, not in Missouri, but growing up, we lived about an hour and a half away. So we would go for like every little conference, not not just pastor school. Like we would go for little missions conferences, little oh, things yeah. that Hiles Anderson was doing. Like we would do, we would go do all those things. And um, we even took a tour like right before, even though we didn't live close, we took part of our summer vacation. The year that I graduated high school was me getting to go and walk around and talk to everyone. And because we had the end with the Cowlings at the time, and that's a whole other story. You know, we were very close. That was when I had my meeting with, I had a meeting with Phil Sally the summer before I even got there. And he promised me a job at UPS. He had UPS on the phone and they were telling me how great the job was. That's swear good to God, too. swear to God. And then I got there and, and he basically was, you know, go screw yourself, like go to America. <laughs> I tried to meet with him, couldn't get a meeting with the guy. And when I finally did, he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, I think the deal with UPS was you had to be an upperclassman or something to get in there at the time when I got there. So I don't know. So weird, but anyways, I'm getting off on other subjects, but the bus ministry, um, I do remember Charles getting me there. You know, that, that was the first person that was really able to get to me was the one that got me, but, Oh, that's what I was going to say. We had associations because my dad, my dad was actually a division leader, I think for four when he was there. So some people knew that and they gave me a lot of crap because I didn't go to the division. My dad was a division leader. I think Jason Arnold was four or two. I think whatever division it was, Jason Arnold was, and I, Jason, I count Jason as a friend. I think he's a pretty level-headed guy. I worked with him at, at NCS uh, my, my senior year and, and beyond. And, uh, but he would give me crap. Uh, he would give me crap. And then who, who is that? Uh, Mike, Mike Griswold. Does that ring a bell? That does ring a bell, yeah. Mike, but Mike was always joking. Like, Mike never meant it. Like, because Mike was, I think, division, I don't know what, it, but he was more like an A route. And he would always say, hey, so join my bus route. Join my bus. Like, every time he saw me, he would tell me to join his bus route. And it was an ongoing joke. Like, it wouldn't matter what was going on or where I saw him. The two catchphrase guys that I remember, and they're more than catchphrase guys, and I'm really close with John Keister now, but it was Mike Griswold, join my bus route, and John Keister, have you gotten your divine intimacy kit yet? Those are my two favorite punchlines that I remember from Hiles Anderson. Um, anyways, no, no, 
No, it wasn't the Divine Intimacy Kit. It was Pastor School is right around the corner. And he would tell you that in like April, oh. right after Pastor School was over. John <laughs> Keister would start telling people, hey, Pastor School is right around the corner. Like, dude, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it's right around the corner. But that just speaks to how crazy that time would be when Pastor School would come to town, so to speak. It was this is nuts. So it's like they shut down the college for a week to get ready. And then the week of Pastor School, it was shut down again. There was no school, right? There wasn't classes. Um after pastor school finished was our spring break oh right yeah so it was like three weeks of no classes <laughs> a lot of people messing around <laughs> getting away with stuff good for them um all right i'm all over the place bus routes bus ministry they get you right away they are very sneaky i keep coming back to this point and derailing myself i was <laughs> supposed to go to division eight because my parents were very close with the moore family with daryl moore and uh, I believe he had run Division 8 for a long time. And then it split into 9 and 14. I don't know. It was something weird. But I ended up in Division 14, uh, 8-11. But I remember being in Division 14 until, um, well, until I went on tour. <laughs> I quit my bus route because that's what everyone does except right. Robert Lopez. So. <laughs> All the love in the world, Robert. Robert. I quit beforehand. Whoa, nice. Yeah. Well, then you didn't get as much blowback because you weren't, you weren't quitting your bus route because of tour. Yeah, absolutely. No, you know, I gave, I gave the bus route and the Chicago ministry a good two years. Um, and it wasn't just That's a lot of your life. <sighs> you it know, I calculated, not... I calculated like how much oh, yeah? time I actually spent in Chicago or away from the college during the weekend. It was like 24 hours. I believe it. Um, because yeah it just well you're there if especially if you're in like it depends on who you end up with too if that makes sense like the division you're in because some some people they didn't care that much wasn't that big a deal but most bus captains most division leaders there's a lot of pressure to be out there all day and i mean i remember being there like for the ladies i think i'm not trying to be like oh you guys had it easy because nothing about it was easy it was always easier for the guys but i feel like there was some kind of a I don't know if it was a curfew, but the ladies kind of had to be back a little bit earlier, I think. Well, we had a bus that we had to catch. Right. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. 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 You don't want to miss that bus. You're stuck <laughs> yeah. in Chicago. No one's coming back for you. And your male workers can't drive you back either. So exactly. Yeah. What, what is that? You're going to Uber before we had it. You're going to take a taxi cab for $200 oh, to Crown Point. Um, but yeah, I remember, but we would be, and, and again, I'm not trying to say, oh, you guys had it because no one had it easy, but especially the ladies that it just doesn't make sense to drop you guys off without any guns if you had guns it would make more sense but without any guns in not good parts of chicago for yeah. all day exactly i yeah. will never understand that i was scared to go there you know sometimes i mean What's so weird is i was never and i'm not saying like it's a gender thing i'm just saying i was never scared and i should have been scared to death <laughs> i should have been so scared i was doing a money drive not i wasn't selling anything because we sell you know city baptist candy bars for the kids mm -hmm. i was just standing in the middle of traffic with the with a plastic bag asking people for money and and absolute literal legitimate gang members walked up to me and were like hey like because this is their area i'm taking oh, money word. from their people They're like hey what are you doing and when once i told them i was with indiana church they gave me money and left me alone Oh, wow. Whatever that was. Wow. Reputation proceeds you. Right, it did, but that also, like, you know, gave me more confidence that, like, you know, we're here, the Lord protects us. No, man, we just got really lucky. Or yeah. Jack Hiles had some kind of running deal that he paid people off a long time ago to leave us alone. I don't know what it was, but it made no sense why there was not so much more violence 
than yeah. there, than there you know what little there was just and honestly the majority of the violence was because we brought gang members to rival gang members to church on the same bus that was the majority of the violence that took place yeah that was the thing though like we couldn't bring um black people onto our no, route yeah yep you know it was not allowed and that never made sense to me i'm like why are we only going into those areas Mm-hmm. for big push Sundays, you know, and, oh, and not even us ladies could go. Each day. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was, but again, that was the, I'm not saying every IFB is that way. I don't believe that it is, but like that was, that's the Midwest. That's the 1950s. That's the Jack Hiles way. They would set up these baptismal, John Bannister tells oh, a story man. about a baptism bus. Oh, <laughs> It was a bus. They blacked out the windows. They put a baptistry in the back and they took it up to the projects and were just running people through. No way. You thought oh, Duncan kids in, in, in horse troughs and <laughs> basements and Hammond was bad enough. It gets worse. It's, it was terrible. It was, a, it was, it was, a, it was atrocious. It was un, looking back. It was Scott. He would bring up how many lawsuits there were against the, that was a point of pride. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's nothing to me. That is the citizens you're supposed to be helping are saying you are a criminal mm-hmm. and you're bragging about it. <laughs> it doesn't get more ridiculous than that. But yeah, he would bring that up often, very often. And I would see the lawsuits happen. If you work, did you work at Teen Center at all? No, I did not. Oh, thank God. That was a circus. They called it the circus. So when I first got there, it was that little, it used to be like a Catholic uh, church yeah. that was down the block. That was where it was then. I, that was I when it was really the circus. For, to sing or to something. Sing. Yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. was whew, the stuff I saw there. I didn't see anyone sexually assaulted. I will say that. But I saw everything. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> um, they had an opening assembly. And I won't, I'm not going to name names, but if someone wants the name, I will tell them. Um, they had an opening assembly and it was, you know, they split up the guys and the girls, which is honestly was a good call. Um, but they would have opening assembly and the guy that would lead it, he would do, I don't know what, I don't remember what kind of competition this was, but he would, he would bend teenage boys over his knee and spank them. I, I very clearly remember that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Just unreal. But again, that was, that was teen center was a circus. We would do the competition where we would have two guys, uh, each eat a banana and then see who could chug a whole two liter of Sprite the fastest. You remember, obviously. And you'd always throw up because it's, yep, it's yep, the chemical yep. reaction. Oh, no. my God. But, yeah, Teen Center was, even when they moved to the old Spanish building and it was those three stories or whatever, like, Teen Center was always a circus. And I remember Ricky, but Ricky was the only one, and I'm not saying it was by any good means, but Ricky was the only one that could keep people in line in Teen Center, and it was because he just didn't care. <laughs> he would say whatever. He would he would, he would, would holler. I remember him. This will be, I've cursed once in this episode, and it was, I'll take it out, but this is the only other time you'll hear it, um, and I will bleep it, but he would say, he would, he would say these, the beginning of these lyrics, and I'm going to get them wrong. But he would say the beginning of these lyrics, and then all the teenagers would say them back because it was a popular, I think, rap lyric. If you don't have no money, take your broke home. He would say, if you don't have no money, and they would all repeat it back to him. I don't know why. I don't know what it was for, but that was a part of his program, just like a bus program. The bus ministry was crazy. So you were in in, in Division One the whole time for two years? No. Um, okay. Shortly after I joined, I'm trying to think. It was right around the time that, no, I, 
we were still division one when the oh, bus the ladies bus oh um, yeah talk about that for a moment i had forgotten about that you might i remember what month it was but it was sometime fall of your freshman year okay yes. um we were heading were we heading home after the long day i believe and it, it took two buses to get all of us ladies into Chicago. Right. Wow, so, that's a, that is a big division. Oh, it was huge. Um, yeah. But I was in the bus behind, and we came up to the accident. The bus had flipped on its side, and um, it was just, it was terror, because you knew people on the bus. You didn't yeah. know if they were hurt or not, and um, it was it was just a traumatic thing all around. Um, I don't remember how we all got home, if we all rode the, the same bus or what, but... Well, there's tons of buses up there, and not all... <laughs> because you're a smaller division, like, not all of them were full. They could have shot yeah, you guys in different buses. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it was on it was on the Dan Ryan, so, you know... Oh, my God. Cars everywhere, and it, just, it was insane. But there was at least one girl who was seriously injured. Um, who, should, who should have sued? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not it took not her, while. her, but... Yeah. It took her a while, you know, many surgeries, and um, I think her wow. major was, like, secretarial, oh, no. and she messed up her hands, oh, so, yeah, that nightmare. was bad, but, um, do you remember what caused the accident? It wasn't bad weather, I wouldn't I don't think. remember, yeah. I don't remember, but it, it flipped somehow, um, <sighs> so anyway, they split the divisions up, and Chris Sotomayor was put in charge of Division 2, Okay. Um, so, I mean, we, we were the same area, you know, right side by right. side, <laughs> but, um, I literally walk across the street from our, our bus route and be in division one. Right. Um, but yeah, he was the division leader from then on. And, uh, it, it was just, it was crazy. It was, there was so many bus workers on this route <laughs> and our like area how, was, give, give it an approximation like how what would you say was your number 20 less than 20 more than 20 i would say about 20 20 about 20 <laughs> bus workers um, and we'd have about the same amount of kids you know it was yeah it was very wait so hang on hang on hang on, hang on. sorry sorry okay but chris <laughs> settlemeyer wasn't your bus captain right no or he was, was he? yeah he was so you're telling hang on hold the phone <laughs> so you're telling me and Chris Edelmeyer, as far as I know, is out of prison now. That's a whole nother story. Oh. We've talked about it. Um, S-C-T-T-L-E-M-O-I-R, I think is how you spell it. Just look him up. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Because um, you type in that first and last name, he's going to pop up. But he was only running 20 kids? Pretty much, yeah. So I I'm mean, not going to curse anymore on this podcast, but I really want to right now. Because that guy was put up as like such a big deal. And, and such a great, like, whatever he was. You're only bringing 20 kids? Yeah. Get out would, of here. It would fluctuate from, from week to week, but for the majority well, yeah, of yeah, big days. Other but, than big days. Yeah, yeah big days yeah. we would pack it out. But um, and it was probably more workers. Like, we would yeah. double up our routes all the time because we oh, didn't yeah. have enough people. Yeah, so. That makes me so mad. <laughs> like, in retrospect, not for a good reason because who cares anymore. But, like... Yeah. We would double up. I remember that, and we were, but we our route probably did better than Chris Settlemeyer's route. Screw that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. oh man, but That's you know crazy. we would we would make it up in our oh, yeah. events in Chicago. Oh, I'm not calling anyone lazy. I just say that guy was something else. Sheesh. Oh man, but no, like. <sighs> so you were in Division Two. Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, 
he he was very much a dictator. Um, yeah. I, I had kind of gotten fed up with, you know, spending hours and hours on yeah. the bus route and not really feeling like I was making a difference. That was the problem. Well, not with like, that level of, of workers. Like, there's yeah. no way. You know, seeing the same kids every Saturday. Exactly. And yeah. the thing was, you know, you would kind of have to time it. Okay, I'm going to spend an hour at this right. house and then try and catch this next person while they're <laughs> eating so we can eat with them. Yes, you know, or, yes. or it may be freezing out, you know, mm -hmm. just close to zero, but not zero yet. And still freezing. <laughs> Once you get below 32 and you have the Chicago wind chill, doesn't yeah. matter if it's yeah. zero, yeah, you're done. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, time it to where you'd go to somebody's house and then go into the, the local coffee shop and yep. warm up the next hour. Um, because going door to door at home was different. Whoa. You'd knock on a door and actually yeah. knock on the door. Right. And, and Chicago, you wouldn't go for hours and hours. You yeah, would exactly. go for an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. <laughs> and, and if it was Chicago, too cold, your pastor would be like, don't go today. Yeah. Yeah. He was smart. Not Hiles Anderson. Oh, oh man. <laughs> The apartments, though, I hated those. Oh, I hated you would press buttons to be able to get someone to unlock the door. Yeah. And, oh, my word. I just felt like I was violating people's trust. Yeah, you were. You know? <laughs> I'm not trying to be unkind to you because I did the same thing. I was. <laughs> but you were. Like, yeah, you were just trying to get your foot in the door, literally. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just so that you could write it down on a sheet of paper. Number. Say, hey, I went talked to two people yep. and gave the plan of salvation to two Oh that goodness. was the minute, wasn't it? Twos, all two. It, it was a minimum. minimum of yes, two yes, hours, yes. two people. Was it two hours or yes. no? I feel like it was two hours. Remember if there was a time limit? Because, um, I mean, people that had the Soul Winning Club as their ministry, oh, yeah. they would go for like an hour yeah, they didn't on care Saturdays. I totally did that for a while. <laughs> yep. But yep. that was all the A ministries. They, a ministries didn't care. Like, they had the C ministries with all the pressure on them to bring in all the craziness. And the A ministries were just like, we're done. We went for 20 minutes and that's it. But honestly, towards the end for me, like that activity report was a joke. Like I just oh. wrote whatever I wanted. Yeah. I just made sure the numbers weren't crazy. So, so like Borscht wasn't going to be like, Oh, you said you talked to a hundred people. Like, Oh no. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel you on yeah Chicago and, and, and the, how cold it was and just trying to time everything just right. Again, the guys got it way better than the girls. Like I was, we had a car. You know, mm -hmm. I could hop in my bus captain's car. It was warm. Actually, it wasn't. Charles didn't have a car. Uh, Josh Griffin had a car. He had a nice little the Grand Prix. I don't know. I can't remember if the Grand Am or the Grand Prix. But whichever one is smaller, that's what Josh had. Okay. And when Charles wasn't in it, we would listen to Greater Vision. When he wasn't, <laughs> we wouldn't listen to Greater Vision. Wicked. And when, I know, so sinful. Um, but yeah, we, we had a, we had a car and we had our regular stuff. So Charles was, was a workhorse. Like he would keep us out beating the streets but like once I got in my rhythm and met my uh Ricky and Natalie and Mario and Eddie once I had my my regular kids that I knew I could hang out at their house and not get in trouble because they wouldn't tattle on me like we would I would go play Xbox we'd have pizza oh I had good times with those guys. me and Ricky watched so many bootleg movies yeah like all the time like that was great that was fun especially when it got like cold yes but also when it got hot like when we yeah. first got there, when we were leaving, not so much when we were leaving, but when we first got there, it was so hot. Like being able to sit in Ricky's AC or at least have the <laughs> have the fan blowing on me was nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, it was a crapshoot. Chicago was a crapshoot. Oh man, I hated it. I hated the big days. I hated. They were a nightmare. I remember Charles. I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking. I remember Charles 
having me, I don't know, I know he would call off work uh, one day during the week, when, during a big day, but he had like a regular actual job, you know, because he was there for the summer. And I think he was at, I don't know, it was a trucking job. They were, it was all trucking. Um, but like, uh, anyways, he would call off and then he would pressure me to call off too. And I'm like, dude, I work at Americall. I'm on like my third <laughs> written. It's not, I'm not going to have a job if I call off, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, it was ironic, but yeah, I remember big days were, that was, we would have much longer Saturdays and so much more pressure. And then you're, then you would do, remember the, like the act, like the Sunday afternoon, you would have to go whatever you promoted, like pony rides or I remember one year, what were we doing? We were standing on top of buses, throwing candy at people, like just bizarre. Remember that one. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes, we were doing that. Just, just <laughs> ridiculous. But it was division specific, so you guys did whatever you did. But like, yeah. did you have any carnival like Sunday. events? Take a carnival Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, one was going to some arcade. Yes, something. I remember that. Was it with the um, one? There was one up in Chicago that had like go karts. Mm -hmm, uh, yes. That's yeah. That's I think everyone went to the same one. I don't know if it was the same time, but we all kind of used the same spot. Yeah. Which makes sense because they were probably like real lax on insurance or something and that's why we went you know we knew the spot i'm sure that's what it was yeah, but yeah i i got fed up with you know just the, the oh, yeah, hypocrisy so of yeah. all of that just you know well, and you were saying like there's so many you you got to the point where you just realized there's just so many of us like there's yeah. one per kid yeah i wanted to make a difference and that's right. why i joined the bus route yeah. to, to make a difference and I didn't really see much of a difference in Chicago routes. Um, <laughs> there was there was many things that kind of made me think, okay, you know, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Let me rethink this. Um, one was Chris Settlemeyer was dating a girl from our bus route. That and I was gonna yeah. say something about that because I have heard. I don't. Who do you mind if you if you remember? Um, excuse me. Any names of anyone that was on your bus route? Your workers? Do you remember anyone? Jackie you don't have to share names if you don't. Because I remember talking. I think it was a dude that I've talked to, a friend of mine on Facebook, talking about just how weird. I mean, he was a weird dude. Like, that's just. And he had a lot of swagger for sure. Jay but Rosario. Like, who? Jay Rosario? Okay. The name rings a bell. I don't recognize. I'm probably a face with it. It might help. But, like, um, I remember talking to someone, them saying, like, he was just spending incredible amounts of time at the, the same house or whatever it was so but he was actually dating someone on the bus route well he was dating a lady worker um oh okay as you were saying okay and that that was prohibited were you they were engaged no, no yeah that's 100 percent against the rules yeah probably um, was probably part of the split up when they went from like he became division leader or something and he probably that might be how he got away with it or he was just chill with john francis who knows he i i think they were just kind of doing it you know, mm. hiding the relationship. So yeah, that was part of it. And then, you know, just being one of, you know, so many 20 <laughs> workers with one, 20 kids, I'm like, That's you crazy. know, you know what, I'm done. And I remember going up to, um, to Chris and saying, you all don't need me. I, yeah. I don't feel needed. You don't need me. I'm going to go find something that works better for me. And he just got in my face and he was like, this is God's will for your life. You're leaving God's will, you know, uh, and this is where you're supposed to be. And I'm like, 
yeah, right. you don't know God's will for my life. You're not me. <laughs> See ya. Wow. Um, and I never came back. Um, Good. Kind of ministry hopped for a while. Um, and finally landed in the chapels. Nice. And what was that experience like in the chapel in the chapel ministry? Chapel ministry it's was more traditional. So different. Yeah. 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 It really depended on who the chapel pastor was. Um, sure. Danny Brandon. Um, and he was, he was super cool. I feel like I remember that, that name. You have <laughs> thick black hair that was slicked back. Yes. Yeah, yes. I know who that is. Yeah, Danny was chill. He was on fire for God, as we say, but he was a chill guy. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, it was, it was the whole show. We would do nursery. Um, they ran a bus ministry. And this is a traditional type was. of ministry. Yeah, absolutely. We had, you know, our own altar call with um, baptisms and all of that. I mean, it was, if you wanted the church experience, it was there that for was the place to go. So, um, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed that. And that was kind of, that was my senior year. And at that point, I was just done. I'm like, this, this is a joke. I want to get Good out of here. Good for you. Um, so, yeah, I <laughs> kind of skated by with that last year. But, and I think a lot of us did. Like, we got to the point where, you know, it was a, um, I don't know. I shouldn't say a lot of us did. I know I did and you did. <laughs> but like, I think so many people, like once you, I think, I don't know if it was, it was this way for you, but it was this way for me. Once I hit sophomore year, that wasn't necessarily the year when I was like, screw all of this. Like it's, you know, I'm going to be a hypocrite. I don't care anymore. But it was the year where I was like, that was the doldrums for me. Like my sophomore year was t oh. like, it was awful. And people say, people would tell you that. <laughs> People that had graduated, people would tell you that from the pulpit. They would say, hey, your sophomore year is going to suck. And you'd be like, why? I'm a freshman. Why would you tell me that? Mm -hmm. You know, but it was so true. Sophomore year was awful. I hated yep. it. Um, yep. I just felt like I was suffocating all the time. Like I was never going to get out of there. Everything about sophomore year, from yeah. classes to dating to, you know, yeah. everything about sophomore year was horrible. Um, so, you know, if you if you made it through that year, you felt like, Oh my All right, God. I can I'm finish gonna, I'm this. Gonna be alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I think that's because sophomore year is when you realize, not when you realize the hypocrisy, but when you realize like, hey, you get a closer look at upperclassmen and you're like, they are getting away with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Am I, should I stay committed? Should I be this good? That was a big, I was really torn with that because I was really sold out to my bus route and I wanted to be a good Christian. But then I was like, but these guys, you know, they don't care. These, these upperclassmen do not care. And they didn't, and I don't blame them. And then by the time I got there, by the time I was a senior, like they, they put um, me, so I tried to set up my room my senior year, my sophomore year, or was it like, what year was it? No, my junior year. And me and Mike Labugan have recently reconnected. I think Mike is a, a good person. I really do. We had our outs though, because he was not only my dorm soup, he was also my division leader. <laughs> and so it was kind of a perfect storm. Um, in fact, a super funny story for me, I'll be quick, but no, I won't. Who am I kidding? <laughs> a super funny story for me was, I remember one Saturday, and I think this was junior, junior year, maybe sophomore, I think junior. I remember me and him and John Warden, for some reason, John was on, he was the section leader right next to me. So he, he, we were always hanging out, but we were all going to Chicago together for some reason. And then we went to, um, oh, what's the place? Round the clock. 
on our way up. We all sat down, me and John and Mike sat down for breakfast or whatever, and we were eating. And I'm sure Mike paid for it. I didn't have any money. Um, and uh, he asked to see my phone. Well, you know, there's all kinds of stuff on my phone, texts. And I think, I don't know if I was engaged, but I was surely dating uh, the girl who I would marry at that time. So all kinds of terrifically, not even, honestly, if I look back now, like those sex messages were vanilla, but like, <laughs> then, you know, really bad stuff. So there was, that was on there. And of course I had some Green Day and some Legacy 5, you know, the typical, you know, rebellious IFB kid okay. music. Yeah. So I had to hand him my phone though. I'm handing my dorm to my phone. And I was like, that's it. I'm getting, like, I handed it to him. And I'm like, I'm, that's it. And John, John knew, John looked at me like, oh bro. Like, and I handed it to him and he looked through it. Didn't say a word, looked through it. Hmm. Huh. And handed it back to me. We drove all the way up to Chicago. He didn't say a word. John just kept looking at me like, oh. That must've been the most nerve wracking ride. so dead. And then nothing. And I thought, okay. Monday morning, I'm going to get hit with it because we got to do ministry. He's my division leader. Money's going to be nothing. Nothing ever happened. Mike hits me up, I don't know, probably a year ago now on Facebook. And it's like, hey, man, and just a beautiful message, empathetic, like just, and I'm not trying to out him by saying this because I think I've said on other episodes, like just super nice. I'm like, hey, I was not the nicest person in college. I know we had, you know, our times and I'm just reaching out to say, hey, you know, my bad. And I, I hope that, you know, I can, and I was like, oh my God, like that is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. For my division leader. Okay. <laughs> and my dorm suit or no, my dorm suit, my, uh, it wasn't dorm suit. He was over the whole dorm all in the oh, yeah. And so we talked back and forth a little bit and I was like, okay, bro, I have to ask you this. It's <laughs> like, I have to know what the heck were you doing with my phone? You killed me. And he, he sent me a message back. We were, I think we were doing voice memos and he laughed. What was great was I was with John. John lives not far from me. We were both hanging out. Okay. And, and so me, we're texting our old division leader. I'm like, hey, John says hi. Well, hi, John. And so he, I said, what did you, why were you looking at my phone? He's like, honestly, I definitely don't remember that day. I don't remember doing that. But I would take <laughs> college kids' phones all the time. And here's why. I wanted to see, I didn't have a good phone. You guys all had better phones than me. I wanted to see what cool new games were out there. That's all I was looking at. I was like, I could kill you right now. Oh, I was so heart. mad. And I'm like, not now, but like then I'm like, that's all you were after. You made me think I was going to get, you know, expelled and going to lose my fiance. Like, yeah. No, okay. I just want to see if you had the newest version of whatever game. Was oh my goodness. You went from bus ministry to chapels. Um, and then maybe just, I don't know for how long, ever long you, you have or want to talk about it, but what was, um, when did you go on tour? Did you go on tour? Which years did you go in between junior and senior Sophomore. It was it was in between junior and senior. Okay, me too. Um, and funny thing, I, I started, um, well, I wanted to try out, you know, at the very beginning, yeah. as soon as I could, but you couldn't if you were a freshman, right? Really? Well, I don't remember that. Oh. I'm not disagreeing with it, you. I just don't it remember. It changed those rules, you know, depending oh, on really? what your last name was. Well, um, Mike Douglas, that was a big problem the year that I went, and I'm not, I got nothing against Mike. I mean, his dad's the president of the college, so I'm not going to yeah. go there, but now he is. But like, I remember he got, he was like a last minute addition. I think he replaced someone who got booted or something. Oh, okay. But like people were pissed because it was, because we knew why he got it. Cause his last name was Douglas with two S's. Yeah. That's why he got it. Yeah. So. I do believe there was a high schooler that was coming into college no. who got to travel on tour. HP though. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's always HP. Absolutely. They get what they want. 
<laughs> I love him, but Jordan Flesher, Josh Owens. Like, eh. yeah. yeah. Well, I love Josh. I'm not saying I don't love Jordan, but let me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Josh. Jordan is, is uh, I don't have anything against Jordan. <laughs> yes. Yes. They both have awesome voices. Oh, too, terrific. But, Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, legitimately, they, they deserve those positions. Yeah, they had, well, HB had a great music program. Like, they're really focused on, for the guys, it was music and basketball and a little bit of soccer. Like, that was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you, I got you way off subject, as I do. No, so, sophomore year, you know, it, it sucked to begin with. So, I thought, yeah. I'll try out for two, yeah. right? What could go wrong? Um, and <laughs> I played the piano. <laughs> That's just funny. What could go wrong? Hey, it's perfect. <laughs> I played the piano, and because oh, I was that's a no-name person, yeah. I didn't come from a big church, you know, I wasn't a pastor's kid, mm -hmm. I really had to get in with the, the right people. Yeah, that's, you so got all I kinds of strikes to, against you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tried to get in with, you know, all of the music people as, gotcha. as much as possible, get my name out there, let them know, and um, so, you know, I, I started playing for some of the tour tryouts and Miss Gayona, man, she would just constantly, can you replay this? And you, they, they'd be singing the same stinking song. I hate that song. I can't even think of the name of it, but it was oh, awful. Oh, I wish you could. That's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have nightmares about that, you know? I believe it. You and Manny Robles, when I was going, that was Manny was the guy that had to sit there and play for every, I never even thought about that, but it makes perfect sense. That would get so old. Yeah, but you yeah. weren't even on tour and you were playing for tryouts? That's kind of ridiculous. Well, no, I was trying out for tour. Um, oh, okay. So you were, pretty much, I got you. Yeah, trying now. out for the piano parts because, you know, yep. I was a big fish back in my home church. I sure, was yeah. Tory and, you know, for congregational yep. and, and for specials and whatnot. And then you go to college and you realize you oh, are yeah, no one. Don't really know what yep. you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I mean, for the guys, it was more like, okay, there's three guys that play the piano. Well, oh, guys, that's not. what I was saying when you first said about piano. I'm like, that's not, that's not a big deal for a guy. You can get in. Yeah. And like, once you got it, like, I don't know how many years, but our pianist, Terrence, went for several years because mm -hmm. a guy that plays a pianist for them is rare. Robert Lopez went on for oh, yeah. several years. Like 20 years. I love you, Robert. I love Robert so much. But <laughs> so like, yeah, I Rob, took piano always went. Oh, did you really? No uh, way. For one semester, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You're lucky. Um, Just but so. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I would I would play for all of the tryouts and I kept getting those flips, you know, come back to the next one. I'm like, yay, you know, next round is through. I, I'm I'm definitely this is definitely I'm gonna make it. By year, yeah. So I would get down to like a last cut and they cut me. And I was mm. devastated. Just That's a lot of work too, especially as a pianist, because you're not just trying out one time. Yep. You're playing over and over. Like me, like it was one, maybe two tries and that was it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, finishing that year and then heading into junior year, I'm like, I'm not going to try. Yeah, I don't it. want that rejection again. <laughs> I, I just don't need that, you know? And my parents were like, you know, it's, if you make it on tour, it's tuition is, or was it tuition or room and board? Tuition was paid it was, for. I think it was tuition because I got, when I came back, I went to scholarship to pay the other half and I yes. thought the other half was room and board. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, tuition was paid for. Which and was a joke. Scholarship's a joke, but it was like $3 an hour. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Oh, man. Sorry, um, go ahead. Go ahead. So you were, your parents are saying, hey, it would really be great if you would try out and make it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I was like, oh, fine. Okay. You know, I'll try out. 
And um, so I, I did it for them. I, I had no, no reason to do it for myself and um, didn't really think that I would make it just because, you know, trying not to set myself up. Right. For yeah. You don't want that um, again. But I made it. I made the list. <laughs> made the cut. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, it, it changed my status as as a person in college yes. Yes, i went from being behind the camera um because you're, you're a performer but you have to always have a camera yeah. um <laughs> to being oh yeah you're someone, right and from literally behind the camera yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right to actually being up on stage and having to sing and your name is on you know cds and yeah you're you've got your picture on hundreds you're, of different you're kind of a big and, deal yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you made it, you didn't make it as a pianist, you made it as a vocalist? I started out as a vocalist, yeah. Hannah oh, okay. Goddard was our okay. pianist. Um, yep. And she's amazing on the piano, but she oh, yeah. doesn't read music as well. I yeah. didn't really either. I, I play more by ear. Yeah. But I could read music. I think a lot so. of, if, if I'm being honest, like my sister was the same. Like I think a lot of girls that grew up in those kind of i'm not saying she's the same now my sister genius of music now but and she was always had an, had a knack for it, but i think you kind of pick up that art of doing it by ear just because yeah. i don't know for exactly what reason but i think that's a pretty common denominator and hannah had a, a didn't she sing a part really well or no if i, I could be oh getting that wrong she has an amazing right? voice as well yeah um, so we were able to switch and i played the piano nice. was that during piano. training or was that on tour it was during training. Okay. Um, Mrs. Sletcher, Denise Sletcher was our, our tour. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But I, I was lucky. The group that I had, awesome. um, everybody really understood music well. We meshed well. That's dope. The harmony worked. Yeah. And, you know, being thrown a new song, we could pick it up pretty easy. Um, That's so, yeah. not easy. But, uh, no, it's not. It's not. Jordan did it to us like twice on tour. And the problem that we had, sorry, no, I'm just going to jump into my story. No, you're fine. The problem that we had, and I don't want to say a bunch of bad things about him because I don't know who he is now. I haven't talked to our tenor, I'll say, in a long time. But uh, our tenor wasn't a tenor. Our tenor had a high register. He didn't know the part. Mm-hmm. And so Jordan would be like, okay, we're going to learn this new Gaither vocal band song. And we're like, okay, cool. And then we'd sing it, and then our tenor would be all over the place. Be like, dude, we need you to listen to David Phelps here and get this down. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. He wouldn't sound like that. But oh. like he, he couldn't get it. And anytime we would sing happy birthday, uh, and you know, cause we were, I did not like that gimmick part of what we, did you ever have the people that wanted you to sing for your food? Did you ever have that? Yeah, we would, we would sing. Um, well, he probably. We would sing our prayer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember so, that. Yeah. Pete Callen came to our church every summer with the two, it was always Pete. Because we were in the Midwest, and I think he toured the Midwest pretty, pretty consistently. He had the, the run of things. He would get uh, for sick, you know, yeah, wherever exactly. he wanted to go that year. Yep. No, he well, he's been doing it the longest. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> no one's as old as he is that's going out on tour. Um, but I do remember that. I don't remember that. I wish I could remember the song, but I do remember. Um, <laughs> you don't want to remember, do you? No, I remember no, it. I don't remember it. You don't remember it? I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. Um, not right now. Not, not live here. Um, but I do remember that because they would come. We would see them every. Pete's tour group. He would always every girls group he had. They would always sing that song, and yeah. they would. We would see them every summer. So yeah, I do remember that you guys, you guys would have a song. Yeah, try doing that in a restaurant, and it would just go so dead silent. Dumb. So dumb, man. 
Oh, and of course, I'm not yelling at you. Dressed, I just y'all dressed the same. Same, like that wasn't enough to stick out. Then we had to sing our prayer. <sighs> yeah, there was Pray. a few times where we had like an impromptu singing session in the middle of a restaurant because oh, everybody's staring at us. Yeah, now we got to go. It's go time. <sighs> we what we would have. So I rem I'm remembering this now. So like Pete's thing was like, y'all are just gonna sing all the time. It is wherever we go, you're gonna sing. If I'm if I'm getting that right, don't let me. I'm not trying to step over your narrative. But I remember that. But we would every once in a while have people that would be like, okay, we're here at the restaurant and now you're going to sing. And I'd be like, hey. we are. Like, <laughs> I'm here to eat. We were at some some place in Texas, best ribs I ever had. We were at the Stockyards. Oh, yeah. And we were there with Scott Gray. And he wasn't the one that made us sing. But like the local pastor was like, oh, Rand Engelman, is that the name? I don't know. Anyways, but he, would, he was like, y'all going to sing? And we're like, and we were not we were very entitled like i i have nothing for the most part but love for the guys that i went on tour with but we were very like we were scott gray i was just talking to his son me and scotty were talking like a week ago Aww. it's good people i like them and me and scotty were talking and i said you know what was ironic and this will this i don't know if i told you this but this will strike you as funny if i haven't told you if i have you're like yeah dude you already said that just keep talking but I remember we were on, so Scott Gray, that was our tour pastor. His dad is like Mr. Soul Winning. Uh -huh. We went Soul Winning twice. All summer, we went twice. And I think I, I'm remembering, I think I already did tell you this, but like, uh, that was it. I remember the first time we did it, we were like halfway into tour. I, I don't know if someone got under Scott's skin or like, you know, Anthony Collins was making trouble for us. I don't know what it was. Probably. Most likely that's what it was. <laughs> Well, you guys don't have anyone saved? Sure we do. We had like 300, you know, makeups and numbers. But oh. I remember I was watching, um, um, uh, I, remember, I know I told Scotty this the other day, I was watching um, Talladega Nights on Nick's uh, PSP in the Sprinter. And I'm sitting there and- You had a PSP with you on tour? Yeah, Nick brought his PSP. <laughs> no! We did all kinds of stuff. We did oh my all, God. We had a week, we had one week where Scott had to be away for something and Ken Scott was our tour pastor. That was the week. We went to go-kart place. It was on the college. We went to, uh, we went to the hotels we stayed in. I was like, we never get to stay in these kind of, we went, we ate whatever. And I remember us going to, I don't know what, it was probably not that great, but like Red Lobster or something. And I was like, ooh. Mm -hmm. We yeah. went to the restaurant, and I was like, oh, my God. And then when we sat down to order, and we were like, hey, what? Kim was like, or you just order whatever you want. I don't care. And we were like, oh, my God, this is, this is the best thing It's ever. over $5. Oh, my God. Right, word. right. It's the end of the world. It's <laughs> off the value menu. But, um, no, we, we were – I was in the bus, and I had my headphones in, Nick's headphones in. Oh. I'm watching. I remember being – and you're, you're not going to like this, but I remember literally being, like, perturbed, like, like, like they were – hey, Scott's saying something. I'm like, okay, so – Oh, we're gonna stop here and go like soul winning. What? Are you kidding me? Like that was the whole and that was the consensus. Everyone in the sprinter was like, we're gonna do what now? But then looking back, ret you know, retrospect, like like uh, we were with like Bob Gray's son. <laughs> and we weren't ever going soul winning. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Oh, but you have the opposite experience, right? Oh. Like, you guys went all the time, didn't you? Yeah, he was he should have been uh, Dr. Gray. Right. Son. <laughs> No, it was it was our thing. Like we were yeah. gonna win the most people to the yeah, Lord. Numbers, yeah. Competition, mm -hmm. and uh, I remember rounding up the end of the summer. It was near, if not over, eight hundred. All of us, you know, there was seven of us girls, um, and then Dr. and Mrs. Cowan. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, every stop, you know, gas station, that poor gas station attendant, whoever it may be, is going to get saved. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting saved. Every single person that we oh, you know, saw, he would, he would want us to get out and get exercise yes. when we stopped. Well, yeah. I was the one in charge of cleaning the van, so I'd be wiping down the windows and whatnot. So I got, got Yeah, out. we really should have had someone in charge of cleaning our sprinter. <laughs> bunch of college guys oh, and and we was all boys poor miss jenny like because oh. scott had they had three sons um uh steve-o phil bill and and scotty and like not phil bill phil is just, he probably like, <laughs> he's an adult that's crazy um steve's almost two but like i'm not almost two he's almost adult also but like yeah it was all dudes and she was great she was so gracious and kind yeah. and i remember getting actually having i had a fiance at the time was were we engaged yeah, I had a fiance. I remember getting in, you know, summer tour and things were dicey and I wasn't mm -hmm. seeing her and Adam Rujo was flirting with her, you know, so that way things awkward. <laughs> and uh, I remember like venting to Miss Jenny one day just being so, and she just took it all in and listened to it and, and just, you know, had a good heart to heart. But yeah, just, you know, um, yeah, we should have had someone cleaning the van. Because <laughs> basically, if I remember right, I could be remembering this incorrectly, and, but I don't think any of my tour guys are going to watch this. So that's correct. Um, but I feel like it would get to the point where like, it was so bad that Scott would be like, what is this mess? Like, you guys clean this up. Oh, <laughs> man. It was bad. No, oh. no, no. You know, that, that was the thing. Like, Dr. Cowling had this system down because he'd been doing it for mm -hmm. years and years. And so yeah, like 100 years. In, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we all came in, some of us were brand new, like me. Sure. Um, sure. But there were others that, you know, had been on tour. Into the routine. And so he laid it out. All of us had a job to do. Um, one of the girls, uh, Jessica Finley, oh, yeah. she had the correspondence, you know, all the thank yous. We had to gather up and she would thank send us. Oh, yeah. We had our little name tablets that we were supposed to write a thank you to the pastor. And um, <laughs> yeah, uh -oh. that for us. Never, I, never. I helped make those tablets. That was, that was something the yearbook did. So, um, wait, so every tour group got those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with your name on it and everything, you got to pick out what um, if you wanted. I don't remember yeah. that. Maybe someone was doing that, but I I don't remember ever seeing those things. <laughs> now you went. Plus, you I got lucky. Year, didn't yeah, you? oh, I went summer of '07, yeah. but it was Scott's. I don't know if it was Scott's. It was Scott's first year on staff, mm. and so um, I he think started he started that that um, Sunday school class for the students for the college students. Oh, did he? Didn't he? I don't remember that. I don't remember. I was, yeah, I don't remember. Because I was still teen center then. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, and then after that, I don't know what I did after. Because I was on Stuart Mason's route, so I just kind of didn't oh. remember. Yeah, that was really chill. Um, not Stuart himself. I'm not a fan of the guy. But this Stuart <laughs> I'm a fan of. The other one who also spells it right. I'm not a fan of him either. Um, but, you know, I think because, because he was Scott Gray, and he had the pedigree, he had the last name, he could get away with some stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was his first year. So I think probably after that, things were more, sure. you know, regimented. But that year, no, man, <laughs> he just did whatever. <laughs> Y'all had And we never matched. Life. He hated us matching. He uh, would be like, don't, ma what is that? Like, uh, we got in trouble because we were, we, you know, we saw, I think Ray saw us somewhere you know, out and about and we weren't matching and, and Scott got talked to because he did he unless we had to had to match, he did not want us to match ever. He was like, No, man, that's that's dumb. Like, don't match. 
all the trouble to get matching suits for you guys and... oh okay look we would match when we were at the churches yes but like we were on the <laughs> road no. yeah oh man no. now we would we would be able to wear our own clothes when we were away Traveling. from the groups yeah. um you know if we were with the people we were staying the night with gotcha. um they would take us somewhere we could wear okay. whatever um but yeah anytime it was a group we had what, to was, what was that like do you have any um horror stories or any anything you can remember if it's okay if you don't but like bad food or just like you stayed somewhere and you're like why yeah you oh, got yeah. one oh, yeah. <laughs> there are a couple i'm sure um, especially because Pete and Frida don't like I I have I've if anyone if you know the podcast well and if you know you I have me and my family have our own qualms with them and they are very legitimate and that's a long story. But like Pete and Frida didn't care don't care about the tour members that are going with them, in my opinion. It was more like about the numbers, about keeping the budget down, about it. so like where you're gonna stay, I don't think that's Pete and Frida. They don't really care about that. It's more like this is where you're staying kind of thing. That's what it would yeah. seem to be like. Um, I think it was up to the individual churches because a lot of times, you know, we would be put up in homes. Right. Um, and that was scary sometimes, but. It was rarely to- good <laughs> in my experience. <laughs> we It was to the point where like, we found that it was going to be a hotel. We're like, all right, yeah. that's great. Even yeah. if it's a crap hotel, we're like, great, it's a hotel. I don't care if it's a six. At least it's a hotel. At least it's not someone's basement again. <laughs> There's air conditioning, two right. beds, and there's a oh TV. Oh my God, yes, thank God. Oh. <laughs> uh, but no, it really depended on the church and how sure. much they would fork out for yeah. us. Um, so, you know, you, your bigger named churches would put us up in hotels. Sometimes that was um, what was weird to me. It wasn't always like, I remember going to a pretty, I don't remember the church, but it was a nice church. Like it was nice and they had a good crowd. And we stayed in the parking lot in a camper trailer. All of us, the whole, t- oh. not the, not the grays, the whole tour group crammed into a freaking camper trailer. Oh yeah. Anyways, I'm not, a, I'm not still salty about that clearly. But, uh, <laughs> sure. Sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> I want to hear your horror stories, please. Okay. Um, I was in charge of who would go where. Um, oh, that was a terrible job. People yeah, didn't like I, you for that. I had to clean the, the, keep the van clean. And I also had to give everybody assigned seats because, because there was seven of us, there was mm-hmm. only six seats in, in the van. And How so one of then? us, huh? How did that work then? One of us would Some sit on a cooler. Floor? One of us oh, would sit God. on a cooler for the entire day. So we kind of rotated. I had a That's whole system. That's awful. Did you okay. have like a, a, a cushion for the top of the cooler? Well, I don't remember remember exactly there was so much stuff i'm just that i'm sure that, you know, <laughs> hello did you guys or whatnot I'm, <laughs> something I'm sure. was there for it wasn't yeah, that gotcha. bad um no that's that bad but go ahead <laughs> but, so anyway you're whoever, riding on a cooler <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was Sorry. totally not safe you know <laughs> no. or anything. No. <laughs> yeah, our safety was not a concern oh no they don't care um but now, yeah, did like, you have a van or a sprinter it was a sprinter, um, okay, gotcha. and and the whole back of it was, um, it was storage. kind of like our closet. It yeah. would mm-hmm. hold all of our uh, tour yeah, clothes. Hang your clothes. And anytime there was a big bump, all of the clothes would fall down. Yes, I the back row. about that. Um, yes. But anyway, so whatever row you were in, that was who you were going to bunk with for the night. And me and Joyce Garcia, 
she, <laughs> she was always uh, the one that um, Doc would be like, oh, oh, this girl, she's got an amazing testimony and she yes. put herself through, hey, I'm a Baptist and then put herself through college and got her kid, her, her siblings to go through. And, I remember um, hearing so, that story, yeah. You know, very exploited as far as her story, just, just about every yes. night that she had to tell it. But, um, well, if I, sorry, here I go again. <laughs> I had Mary Schloss on uh-huh. and she, did you, do you know Mary from college at oh, all? Oh yeah. Yep, okay. Okay. But she told me, and you may already know this, I don't know, but she told me cause she traveled with the Kellings and she told me that they tried to, to pump up her story. Oh. She would tell her, and she doesn't have like this crazy rags, although she is doing very well now. She works for the Marine Corps and, and mm-hmm. recruitment and just finished, not just a couple of years ago, finished training down in San Diego. But um, she, they would like come to her and be like, but didn't your dad do this to you? And didn't like, she, they would try to like make her story. They would try to falsify her story. Wow. Like talk her into, I'm not saying that's the, the case with Joyce. I know she has a, a very interesting story, but like yeah. they would try to pump her story. They would come to her consistently and be like, yeah, but didn't you get, wasn't there a little abuse? And she's like, no. Like, why are you trying to talk me into something that didn't happen? Just, just for the, Goodness. yeah, just to make the story more interesting. Are you that kidding doesn't me? That surprise me that, you know, it was, it was all about the emotion. We wanted exactly. people to sign up. <laughs> yes. Sorry, um, I keep interrupting. So Joyce, <laughs> Joyce had the, the story that got told every night. Yes. Yes. Um, so, you know, by the time we would get to the houses, we were exhausted. It oh, had yeah. been a show from the get-go, you know, getting yep. on that smile, flirting mm-hmm. with everybody. Yep. And it was, it was flirting, of you know. It, it was. was. Us girls were supposed to get a lot of people to come. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it was, it was a constant show from the time we arrived to the time we got to the house. Yep. And by the time we were done, it was just, we wanted to lay down we wanted to yes. we, we didn't want to have to you need to decompress anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we went to this one lady's house and it was in um it was in las lunas new mexico okay small little town um and it was this old lady not old lady i don't know maybe in her single 50s, lady but yeah. single single and you could definitely tell why because <laughs> was covered with cats uh, um, oh. now i'm allergic to cats oh no and so i'm like oh crap this is oh, gonna be one nightmare of a night and no. um so her living room you know dining room oh. everything was cat hair yeah just dander everywhere <laughs> we go into the little bedroom that she had set aside for us and it was just a queen-size bed for us to share oh. And the comforter on top is just covered in cat hair. I'm like, uh, seriously, you couldn't have washed it or something? So I'm like, okay, oh, no. well, it, it'll get better. You know, we'll pull the sheets back. It'll get her better. Cover, sheets were covered in uh, hair. No. Seriously. So I couldn't get out of there fast enough. You know, morning could not come fast enough. Yeah. And she made us breakfast. And did. put our plates and our, our forks on the cat hair. Oh, uh, no. I'm like, I'm not eating. Just not. No. I, you know, uh, I'm not hungry. And then she uh, packed a lunch. Yep. So, yeah, that was. That was oh, my God. That's terrible. I feel bad for yeah. complaining about sleeping in a camper trailer now. <laughs> that was not the worst. Oh, I'm sure. It, it wasn't. Um, Surprisingly. Yeah. No, not surprisingly. <laughs> tell us. We want to know. Oh, Unless word. you don't want to tell us. That's no, okay. Word. So we went southwest. 
Okay. Um, and it was amazing. I loved yeah. going Southwest, but whew, um, <laughs> somewhere, I don't remember where, I think I blocked this out of my memory. Yeah. Um, somewhere it was a pastor's house and the church was awesome. Um, I remember at one point looking out the window cause it had gotten dark and there was this giant, I'm not kidding, giant spider ah! web outside the window of the church. I'm like, Oh, it's everything. I think it was yeah. Texas. Yeah, I'm like, oh, right for Texas. Everything is yeah. in Texas. Right. <laughs> so we divide up and um, we were going to stay at the pastor's house, which was yeah. right next door to the church. Yeah, it's a parsonage. Right, yeah. Grab your yeah. stuff. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be easy. We night. drive our, you know, because the wheels on the, on the luggage, we drive our yes, luggage yes. up to the house <laughs> and it is this shack. I am not kidding you. It is not. A trailer it is not a house. Oh it is a God. shack. We walk in and he's like so proud of the place. He's like, oh. Yeah, we had this trailer and we built this um like porch on it, and then we had to get rid of the trailer. So we built the other part of the porch to make a house. There was a So you have two, two porches? <laughs> there was a two-inch gap from the bottom of the wall no, to the no, ground. No, no, there was no. no floor, it was dirt. You're Brown. kidding me. So um, the rooms were very rickety. Um, the oh beds were, I felt like I was living in the prairie days. Like yeah, I was you, this is Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, it was awful. Because <laughs> like, remember the, the spider, I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah you already. The yeah. house, there was oh crickets everywhere, jumping all around us. Because um, you had the, the lights on, all the bugs were coming in. Uh, the, trying to keep them the, out. Sleeping did not happen that night. No. And I thought, well, at least I'll get a little bit of a reprieve, you know, take a shower, whatnot. Right. I walk into the bathroom. They I built the imagine. bathroom around the tub. And yeah, it was it was just as rickety and scary. <laughs> and I could not get out of there fast enough either. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I slept with the crickets that night. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have a couple stories, but <laughs> They don't hold a candle. That is unreal. Can't feel you on on the cricket house. Um, I don't. I'm glad I can't. That sounds awful, or the cats. Um, but the whole like putting on the frustrating part about like you know you're putting on a show. It's a whole. Then it really is, and it's a strenuous show. It's it, it, not everyone is. I grew up singing, so I, I I knew how to sing, but I still was just every night petrified like I was so scared I think it got a little bit better as we went on but I was still scared every night and for me the scariest part was not singing because we had the dumbest setup ever we had two leads I don't know why I love John Mingy John is a great awesome person but why we, we, we did we add no no I think what we did I think we added um I'm not gonna say his name because I talked so much crap we added our tenor you watch, I'm going to slip and say his name and have to cut it out here. Um, but we added our tenor, I think, towards the end of training, which is always a bad idea. Like, mm -hmm. what didn't we have, we had a semester, right, for training? Because that was when we found out who made tour. I think we had a semester. For I training. think you're right. Yeah, that yeah. spring semester. Because you don't know. No. We trained a little bit during the fall semester. Yeah, and because then you got like the call before you got to back to college, right? Yeah. Um, or no. No, you, no. When did you? I'm confused on the process now because I got a call over the summer for something. 
Maybe I was the last meditation. <laughs> Why did they add me? That was stupid. Um, no, I think I, no, no. I think you found, what, how did that work? Because I remember, okay, so the call was actually, I think the call was from Nick. And it was neat for me because Nick Coates and me knew each other from, uh, from camp as teenagers, a couple, two, three years before college. And then we, you know, we were in college at the same time. And then, and then three years later, here we are on the same tour group, which is super cool. But I yeah. think that was what I found out. We found out the picks over the summer, it feels like, but that doesn't feel right either. I don't know. It's weird. I'm remembering that for some reason. I'm, miss I'm missing something because I remember yeah. there was a phone call that were, it was a phone call that I found out that I was going to be on tour with Nick. And I feel like it was summer. Maybe it was spring break. I don't know. 